Hey, hey, good people. It is Jody of Fervor Voice. It is October 8th. It is a Saturday. I felt like recording this. It's just on my heart. I just got to say it. Let's do the work, y'all. Hey, hey, good people. I am on my walk and ready to talk. Yep, Jody of Fervor Voice. So today, this is our episode 22. We are back to the regular schedule program where I just, yeah, just kind of discuss my stuff. And this episode is about that reflection, about reflecting just what I know now, just different things that I recognize, that I realize now that are those real for real teachable moments that I, di- I didn't even know what I was looking at like I didn't I didn't know that I wish I would have maybe I would have responded differently maybe I would have had more of an appreciation for it or that situation anything like that you know I just want to kind of discuss that but just to start it off something that I realized, something that I recognize now that I didn't recognize before. I know when I started off with the whole, you know, the the grief and talking about it and all of that, I'm at a different place now and a different point now. And what I started to realize as I started to come into contact with people who had lost loved ones and, you know, lost children. I, I think for me, I just started focusing on how can I interact with How can I be around people who lost their kids? Not that other people are not significant. They are parents, siblings, things of that nature. But I wanted to connect with people who had lost their child. Um, Then it became even more specific. People who had lost their adult child. Either way, that was who I wanted to connect with. And I think for me, one thing that I realized that was major, and it kind of kind of hit me like, wait a minute, but the fact that you have to make a decision, and a lot of people really don't realize that they're making a decision, but you have to make a decision literally, literally, as to whether or not you hear the mail, the mail jeep <laughs> delivering mail, but you have to make a decision as to whether or not you want to heal or you want to hurt. Do you want to keep hurting? I think that's a stage. And I know it's a stage that I went through. It was just like I really wasn't ready to start the healing process yet. I was just kind of comfortable being in that space of hurt. And you have to make a decision whether or not you want to step out of that place of hurt and into that place of healing or not. And you almost can't say that to a person. If someone's grieving and they've been grieving for years, I I came into contact with someone whose child had been, you know, on on a machine for years, years. And she's still grieving. She's still grieving in a really harsh kind of way. I, I don't know. I really don't know how to describe that. I wasn't really ready for that situation to be brought out, but yeah, her child had been on the uh, on a ventilator for a while. 
I don't know if it's a ventilator or a coma. You know, I it, it kind of, I wanted to step out. So I, I kind of didn't channel in like I should have. I kind of didn't, it was, that was just too painful for me because I don't know what I would have done, but it was some level of life support that her daughter was on. And it went on for years. Like her kids literally had become adults. When you talk about or you think about something like that and you think about how much pain she is in, and this is, it's been several years since she has, you know, passed away. It's been several years. She's still unable to move forward. It's difficult to say to someone, you have to make a decision as to whether or not you want to remain in that space of hurt or whether or not you want to heal. Now, there are several, there are many, many, many things impeding that process, I believe. But I think for me, what I got or what I understood walking away from that is you literally have to make a decision. And I think life is decision. You gotta make a decision, left or right. And it may seem harsh, it may seem that way, but it really and truly is just that. You gotta make a decision whether or not you want to stay in that place of hurting or stay in that place of healing. You have to decide. How you go about it is something different. So that brings me to the next thing. Where I see that or at least feel that it's almost like almost like choosing to not hurt and not heal. And kind of like it's like a space right in between almost like a purgatory or something just to be in the middle of that where folks even choose to move on and I think that's the place where a lot of people seem to be as I talk to them more and more seem to be in that space of I just want to move on I just want to get on with my life I just want to go back you know to me when you suffer that kind of a traumatic experience death of a child I can't speak for parents and I can't speak for, you know, the way it impacts for parents. My father passed away several years ago, but we weren't close. Like some of the friends that I have met who have lost their parents, who have been very close and it's really impacted them in a different way. So I can't speak on that. But as far as kids, adults, When you make that choice, or when you say to yourself, okay, I gotta move on, and you go right back to work, I gotta stay busy, go right back to work. For me, that's a a clear sign that you didn't choose to stay in that hurt place, but you didn't choose to heal either. You just kinda chose to move forward. I'm just saying that if that's the choice that you make, every death experience that you have is just going to kind of bring you back. So you're going to have to relive that again and move forward again. Push forward again because you never really healed from it. And I've talked to some people before and it's just like you are not understanding what I'm saying. No, my experience is not going to be the same because I healed in a different way. I am healing in a different way. But one thing I can honestly say is that people are making choices. Heal, hurt, or move on. 
that move on thing can be kind of dangerous because you think you've already handled it, but the healing process happens in a way that is beyond just what you know. Just like anything else, learning happens beyond just what you know. You have to receive from other places. You have to receive from a place of expertise. You can't just do it on your own. Nothing happens on your own. You may think you have, but I am of the school of thought that there is very little that you do on your own. There is always an extra or added outside force. Some, someone, something is put in front of you, some sort of resource so that you can use it, so that you can grow, so that you can learn. But the decision about grieving is going to be to heal hurt or just push past. And when you just push, push past, that's kind of like that tucking thing, just kind of tucking under the rug. And just like I said in the episode past, lessons learned. If you don't learn that lesson, it's coming back. It's coming back. So that's something that you're going to have to make a decision on. And for me, one of the most valuable lessons that I have learned in this grieving process is people make a decision. They make a decision whether or not they want to heal, hurt, or push past. That push past thing is kind of right in the middle and it leaves you straddled. But that is something that's going to remain until you learn that lesson, that lesson of healing is just going to keep coming back. The understanding of death is important. It's significant. Whether or not you feel that you're grieving for that person or grieving for yourself, I think that's something that has to be thought about because who are you grieving for? You're grieving for yourself or are you grieving for that other person? Are you grieving for your family member? What is it? For me, it was, I'm gonna miss my son. I'm gonna miss my son. He's not here. I'm gonna miss him in that physical sense. But as time went on, I realized I have him in that spiritual sense. He never loves me, never. So when I say that, I don't have him, it's in that physical sense, but at the same time, I have him all the time in the spiritual sense. Whenever I need him, I do. I, I, I call on him, I'll go to his office and I'll sit there. I still do that. And it has brought me so much more peace. And I feel like if we can focus more so on that, how do we actually get to that place where we understand or start to understand, start to break down what death truly is. When we process that, we'll do a lot better. My school of thought, this is what I believe. Not everyone believes it. So if you're in that grieving process, you are grieving something yourself. A relative, uh, my, uh, actually my, yeah, my husband's cousin, who my son was very close to. He spoke at his mother's funeral. He did an amazing job, said something I will never forget. And that was, 
when I grieve or when I think about I'm not going to have my mom, I'm not going to have her, that's my selfish part thinking. That's my, that's my sense of selfishness right there. Because when I think about what has happened, I can't feel anything but joy because she's no longer in pain. She's no longer having to suffer. We're all trying to get where she is. Graduated on. She's moved on. So when we talk about or think about these things, these periods of grief and the grieving process, we have to put into perspective where our loved ones are, what has actually happened for our loved ones. So I think about that. What's happened for BJ? And for me, my space, my, my mind, and what my spirit is telling me, baby is in a place of eternal love and light. Who the hell am I gonna be upset, torn up about, other than the fact that I can't hug him physically? That is upsetting. It is, I won't deny that. But if I understand and I process and I make sense of the fact that my son is not suffering at all, <laughs> at all, he's in a good space. Do I communicate with it? Yes, absolutely I do. Absolutely I do. Has he let me know that mom, good. Absolutely, absolutely. Do things happen in my dreams where, you know, it's, it's funny and I can't believe it. This boy is still, you know, absolutely, absolutely. And those are the, those moments of joy that I get that I can actually say, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. There will never be a day where BJ is not celebrated in my life. It'll never happen. Every day I wake up, the first thing I see, number one, because I have a, a pillow with his picture on it and that pillow's in the same place. So, you know, kind of like right there in my view when I wake up, unless I wake up and it's dark. But there's no place in my house you can go where there's not a picture of PJ, something. I did learn that there are people who have children that they have lost, do have siblings that they have lost, and they don't acknowledge them. They don't acknowledge them in their home. They don't acknowledge them at work, a picture, a symbol, something. I noticed that. Why is that? Does it bring them pain? And that's why, I mean, because I don't acknowledge things that bring me pain. I don't. So if you don't have a symbol, or if you don't honor that person, that individual that you lost here on earth, what does that mean? What truly does that mean? I mean, we, we have jewelry with letters on it, you know, <laughs> with our initial and things of that nature. We may maybe give someone a piece of jewelry and maybe has a, has a name on, you know, a, a special message on it or something like that. We go to work and if you have a, a 
desk or cubicle, pod, whatever you may want to call it, you have pictures, things that you're honoring, people that you're honoring, things that you've done, special things, events, special places. You'd be surprised how many people have children, how many people have siblings that they've lost and there's not a trace of them anywhere in their environment, anywhere. Why? I, I, I think about it and it it kind of chokes me up. I cannot believe how many people I know who have lost a parent, who have lost a child of their own, who have lost a sibling. And there's no representation of them anywhere in their space. None. Me personally, it's just my opinion. It's just me. That needs to change because we do need to think about the people that we lost here on earth. We do need to call on them. We do need to acknowledge them and we do need to celebrate them. That's what that one year anniversary was. My attempt, no, not my attempt, (laughs) my honoring of my son. Me paying homage to my son going to happen the rest of my life. It happens every single day. I honor him every morning. My son loved hot chocolate. I mean, it didn't matter if it was summer. (laughs) It didn't matter if it was winter. Loved hot chocolate. Loved it. It goes on the water. That's my baby love. I'm still honoring that. This episode for me is about honoring. Honoring those that we loved and those that we lost and making sure that they stay in the forefront. Don't ever forget them. Don't ever make your life so much about what you gotta do, where you gotta go, what you gotta plan. Then you forget about those people. Those are your ancestors now. They are the ones that are walking with you and helping you and guiding you. You really gonna just walk on and not acknowledge and not honor them, not honor their presence, not honor their space, who they were, what they meant to you at one time. You really gonna do that? Those of you that have pictures, those of you that have some sort of some, something, thank you. I need to thank you for that. We have a whole population of folks walking around here, going on about their life because it's easier that way, not acknowledging and not honoring, not paying homage to their ancestors. And if you lost them while you're here on this earth, they're your ancestor now. BJ is my ancestor. And there's not a day that goes by that my ancestors are not honored. I'm asking that we all take a look at those that we've lost, those that we love. Take a look at that. Honor them like we're supposed to every single day of your life. 
It doesn't have to be a formal situation. You don't have to go and sit down with, you don't have to do that. But honor them every day of your life. If you are walking around with a picture of your mate, walking around with a picture of people who are still on this earth, but you don't have a picture of the ancestor that you lost, that's backwards. That's backwards. How to do better than that. Those that you lost should not be a source of pain. They should be a source of joy. And every time I think about my son, every time I think about my dad, every time I think about my aunt, that's a source of happiness. I think about all the times that we sat down and laughed about this or that or specific things that were just habits of theirs all the time that I can remember anyway. And I hope that everybody starts to do that. Honor your people. Honor your ancestors. That's what is going to bring you peace. That's what's going to bring you joy. It sticks with you and it hurts you and it lays on you heavily when you try to put it away. It's no different than anything else. Honor your people. Any way, shape, or form that's suitable for you. But if you have pictures of people that still walk the face of this earth in your house, you're supposed to have pictures of those that you love and lost in your house. Think about that. Honor your people. They're the ones that walk with you. They're the ones that guide you. They're the ones that keep you strong. Which is why you have to do right by them. Think about that. That's kind of, that's, yeah, it's a, little, it's a little heavy for me. Just a little bit, just a little bit. I'm gonna get off my soapbox though. <laughs> I didn't really finish up and um, talk about as many things that I thought I would have because this just kind of took more time than I thought it would. I just kind of, you know, my stuff is off the cuff. I don't, I don't do this thing with notes and things of that nature. I, I just start talking. I'm just who I am. So I'm gonna just, I'm, I'm gonna leave it there. I'm gonna leave it there. Give you time to start thinking about some things. Because honoring the people that are right here, that's, that's fine. That's fine, they're here. But not honoring those that have given to you, that have loved you, that have passed on, is not. Just be respectful, just be honorable for all of our people. Okay. So that's all I have for you today. I hope you give that some thought and I hope that you put some flowers out for your ancestors and I hope that you consider some pictures and some things to do that you haven't done before. I hope you even consider a celebration for your ancestor on the day that they ascended because that is now their new birth date. Their birth date to that place on another plane, a place that we cannot see them, but a place that we absolutely receive from. That's all I have for you. It is Jody of Fervor Voice. Take good care, y'all. Love y'all. Peace. It's just me, y'all. Back with the recap. 
Okay, so the recap of this episode, episode 22. Thank you, son. Yeah, it is uh, something that I needed to say, something I kind of needed to get off my chest because I just feel like there's a miscommunication when I try to have conversations with people about certain things. It's like, yeah, 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 I know. No, no, you don't know. So this is my opportunity to explain where I'm coming from, what I'm talking about, and what I mean when I talk about the grieving experience and, you know, just kind of what I need and my perspective. So when you say certain things to certain people, they may go off on a tangent. And sometimes sometimes when things are said to me, I go off on a tangent. So this episode was important to me because I felt like I needed to say what I had to say without there being a lot of interruption and uh, I just can't get my words out when I'm having conversations with others because it just feels like and it could be because of the podcast it just feels like people feel like they have to kind of respond in a way that's I I don't I don't know just kind of putting their own thing out there to just kind of debate it's not about a debate it's where I'm coming from and I think that it's important that people understand where the other is coming from before they kind of start or create this debate. I don't debate people. I, I just kind of say what I have to say. There may be, maybe a back and forth just for a second until I get my bearings. And then it's like, why? Why even go there? Why even do that? So many things just don't have that kind of significance anymore. So many things just don't matter anymore. Now that I see from a different perspective, I mean, hey, this is this is kind of post-BJ. So that's just where I'm at with that. I just wanted to move forward or give you the understanding that I have. I have. It's not everybody's understanding, but I just need people to understand where I'm coming from. When I talked about in this episode learning beyond what you already know. I know that people feel like, and I've talked to enough family, friends, even strangers, and as many support groups as I've made myself a part of and stepped out of at this point. Um, yeah, learning beyond what you already know. You cannot learn if you are only taking in the information that you know to be true. You cannot learn that way. So those of you that are out there, those of you that have heavy situations, heavy issues, you're grieving. To me, everybody is grieving in some way, shape or form. It doesn't have to be of a loved one that you have lost. Everybody's grieving in some way, shape or form. We just are. But you're not going to get through it with your own thought process and no outside energy or no outside influences. It it does not work like that. You don't teach yourself from yourself. You teach yourself from experiences and other outside information, other outside resources. So those of you that are kind of spending time in your own bubble, swimming in your own bubble, all you're doing is bringing in the same information and spitting it out in a different way. And that's not learning. It's really not. That's what I needed to get across from that those of you that understand what I'm saying (laughs) help some of your people to understand what I'm saying help some of your family members and your friends to understand what I'm saying people who are afraid to have a counselor have a therapist have a if you're afraid to do that you are afraid to heal and to learn it's far more painful not to heal or to learn 
that's all I'm going to say on that. And, and I'm going to let it go. But healing actively comes with people, other people coming in and helping. If you have just managed to let days go by, years go by, decades go by, and you think that you've done the work, no. If you haven't had someone actively working with you in some way, shape, or form, you haven't done the work. All you did was, like I said in the episode, all you did was push forward. That's not what the act of work is. I'm just... I'm trying to put it to you. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get you to understand that is not what the act of work is. Letting time go by is not the act of work. So that's that. Yeah. Let me let that go. Let me let that go. That was definitely something that's been heavy on me. Next thing I want to get out is just understanding what death is beyond a surface level definition. When you open um, up your app and look up a word or Google a word or whatever, beyond that understanding what death is beyond that surface level making an experience of life significant and purposeful is what I have found death to be it's got to be beyond just what you define it to be it's an experience it's a feeling it's hurt it's pain it's learning it's everything you can think of emotion wise all balled up into one believe me (laughs) believe me it is but what it also is is an experience that can serve to build you make you greater and make you stronger I I know that can be kind of strange or hard to believe but it can build you and make you greater and make you stronger and and for me my son gave me what he was supposed to give me and he was called home at the end of the day that's that's how I process it He gave me what he needed to give me. He also gave others what he needed to give others. He also had a path that he traveled. And when he had met that point or when he had got to that place where, yeah, mission is complete. He was called back home. That, that and and that's what it is for me. Yes, I miss him absolutely, absolutely. But he gave me what he was supposed to give me and I would take those 21 years and 10 months over again if I could. I absolutely would. Because that was a life that I needed to spend time with and experience with, learn from and grow from. Last but not least, honor your people. Honor your ancestors. Honor them every day of your life. I mean, you can put a designer label on your back, across your chest, on a shirt, on your feet, on your shoes. Certainly, certainly you can honor your people that walk with you every day, that keep you safe. Certainly you can honor them. You honoring people you'll never meet again. (laughs) And you put their clothes on. I mean, this is the very least we could do. We need to change that. We need to change that. That's that's just something that I had to say that has been bothering me and has really been hurting me for a while. Because I celebrate BJ every day. I'm not understanding why people are not celebrating theirs. Their people. Unless it's just too hard for them to do. 
And if it is, you got some active work to do. There's not a gift. There's not a card. There's nothing that leaves this house without it coming from all four of us. That's myself, my husband, my kids. That's my daughter. That's my son. Nothing is not from him as well. That's all I have for you guys. I hope you were able to get something out of that. And beyond just that message that I had for you, the dedication is to my son. The dedication is to BJ. Because BJ came and brought a certain part to me and left and gave me something else, even greater, even greater. I can't even explain what he gave to me and what he is continuing to give to me. And in love, honor, and respect, son, this episode was for you. This episode is for you. And everything I think and everything I do that involves you also involves your sister. I have to honor you. So again, in love, honor, and respect to you, son, I thank you. That's all I have. That's all I have. 